This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast. Over 40 years of playing PlayStation and 5 plus years in the games mini combined, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join us for future conversations, head on over to our socials, our Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All the links are in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. Get in the chat and have a damn good time. One thing we'd like to do if you'd be so kind would be to share the conversation. Tell your friends, tell your family about this little PlayStation pod. You know, go to your pod service, give it star ratings and reviews. And uh, what's the other thing? Click the, click the bell. Click the bell. If you want to be part of the notification squad. <laughs> uh, I don't want to vomit when I said that. Uh, subscribe, that sort of crap if you like the videos. Uh, and if you want to support us financially, you can. Uh, Patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it. Uh, now, Max, I did almost go to buy you a shirt today. Oh, nice. Not today, yesterday. But then I was like, I don't know what size you are now. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. It, it all depends. It all changes. It all depends. It's all very different. It all depends, yeah. We're back in the studio, everybody. It's scary. And I'm really loud, so which means that my son has messed with those knobs. <laughs> I'm also really loud, too. I'm normally not this high. Yeah. Um, how you been, man? We're back in the studio. Explain. Well, as, as for those of us who aren't... <laughs> Okay. For those of us who aren't Aussies, uh, our our restrictions lifted earlier this week, and we are now allowed to visit other people. Within limits. Within limits. Obviously, they they don't want uh, they don't want too many people in one place. But uh, five to a household, or five extra plus your own household. So that allows me to come here and, and record again. Which is great. Um, and we're going to do our very best to to remain socially distant. So we're sitting at the either side of the screen, as you can see, as close as we can on the table. Uh, and Cass is already here in the chat, as is Justin. How are you both? Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's good to have someone back in here. Like, I had to clean this room again, might I add. <laughs> because this this whole table was, like, was a, it's a mess of miniatures. Yeah. There's chaos in here. It's a, it's, a very dis- it's a very different show doing it uh, via correspondence. Well, how, like, how many weeks did we do it? remote three like four four like yeah. not as much as the as the lockdown well we did kind of very much skirt that shit yeah we we pushed it a little bit um but it was it was interesting it was an interesting learning curve yeah and it totally worked and the real irony ladies and gentlemen is uh as you know uh, max got uh, abducted by aliens that one time and his lights wigged out <laughs> um hey sarah how you doing uh his lights wigged out so I bought you a uh, a light to have on your desk because we knew, who knows how who knew how long we're going to be in mm. lockdown. So he needed to have good lighting. The real irony is it arrived the day the restrictions <laughs> got reduced. I'm like, well, at least he could use it for streaming or something. I mean, it's still it's it's still handy to have it there. Like if my kids having a rough day, it means I can still stream. I can still record from home and yeah. and not have to leave. Because obviously coming here adds. I mean, not much. It only adds. A, it's only a thirty minute round trip, but. You know, that's 30 extra minutes that I could be 
That's true. Being very, very true. How you been this week, dude? How, how's things? So this week's been crazy. So I worked last weekend because mm-hmm. I was wrecked. Um, so this this week I have been going to bed at 6 p.m. every night and sleeping every Hard single life. night. Yeah. Because uh, obviously my kid's still teething, so she's been having a really rough time and I've only been getting like an hour sleep when I get home from work. So I've been soldiering on with her and then sleeping every night. Rough. Yeah. Rough. Hasn't left me a lot of time to play much this week. No. Yeah, I'm in a very similar <laughs> boat, actually. So, um, well, not in terms of teething child, but, um, you know, yeah, it's been a, not a lot of gameplay this week. It's just mostly going through the motions. Um, I've, I, I almost finished all of my Marvel minis this week. Nice. I was on my last one. Then I went and bought some more. And then, <laughs> and then I started on your Dark Souls ones. So I've done whoever the big horn fuck is I've got oh, the, ti- the Titanite Demon yeah Titanite Demon's been done he's looking he's looking dope um, and then I'll be working on probably some more of them tonight but yeah uh, I've been pretty good this week it's mm. not, been, not been too bad um, yeah oh get less fat update because we got to keep doing that got to keep accountable uh, I'm now 14 so I've been saying another kilo from last week uh, it's good it's, it's so good in fact that I was really mad this morning because I bought new pants. I was like, ooh, oh, I'll tell you. I was a, f- a size 44 pants, right? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, all right, well, I've, I've lost X amount of weight. I presume that means I'm like, what, a 42, right? I was played safe by 42. So I, got, I buy some, buy, bought some new pants. And then, because I've, I've been wearing these like chino mm-hmm. style material because they're like mm-hmm. fucking 90 times better than jeans. That's what I wear. Dude, chinos are the best. Chinos are the best. So there's a particular dark one that I like mm-hmm. that Kmart sells and I've not been able to get it in a bigger size. So I was like, okay. So I went to Kmart. Yes. Don't you say that before. Found one in a 40. I'm like, mm-hmm. look, I'm planning on losing more weight. 40 is fine. Come home. I'm like, I'm going to try on the 40. <laughs> They fit awesome. Nice. And then I go, oh no. <laughs> what about the three other pants that I bought that are 42? I mean, it depends on where you bought them from because they're all different. Fuck you, pig. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird problem to have. I bought brand new pants. I was like, ooh. So it's interesting you should say that. So I, these these pants that I'm wearing today, I haven't worn for months. And the drawstring too. Months, so it's they, nice. they are drawstring now. So the pants that I wear to work are the same. They're, they're just black chinos. They're 42. And I have to tie them up because they fall down. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put these on because these are a size 40. Turns out I have to tie these up too. <laughs> Which is good. It is so it's good. good. Feeling. It feels good. Like, yeah, the 40s, I'm like, mm, let's see how this goes. And like, I, they but, they buttoned up. Like, I didn't, like, no no extra force, just, okay, okay. <laughs> and, like, the, it felt snug. I'm like, is this what pants are supposed to feel like? <laughs> being a big, because being a big dude, you never want to wear tight pants. Mm. So I was like, is this what pants are supposed to feel like when they sit you correctly? Because it's not slipping, there's no sliding, there's no having a hitch. They just sit where they need to, I'm like. <laughs> it's a good life it's a good life isn't good it? Life. it is a very good life and like this jumper which I bought when I was larger is literally a tent now I love it it's my big fat comfy shirt it's great <laughs> but yeah so yeah 14 kilos now which is fantastic big fan of that um, yeah just keep moving on forward which is good which is good good to hear yeah very excited uh, in terms of games this week uh, I did play a little bit played a bit more moving out 
Mm, uh, same. I've been playing moving out with my wife whenever my kids are slow. Because you mentioned last week you were trying to get the wife to play it. What's, yeah, so uh, she's she loves it. Yeah? Yeah. So we, we managed to get, once the kids are asleep, Ellie's like, let's go. Moving out. Nice. Good fun. What character does she pick? Uh, she likes playing as the pothead. <laughs> and yourself? Uh, the, the gecko? Uh, the lizard, I got the lizard, koala with the, glasses. The lizard dude? I put glasses on my koala. It's good fun. Mm. Uh, we have a pretty good system. We go for the big stuff first, and then we each do our own thing for the little <laughs> little items. Yep. Because it's like, there's nothing worse than filling the truck up with the small crap, and then you can't fit the big stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. The method that we that I've been doing with myself, like myself, and is very similar, mm. but it's mostly just yeet everything out of a window as well, close as I can to the truck, and then I move the big, and then I yeet the other stuff back. Well, because truck. we lost our save file because we accidentally started playing on a guest account as mm. the main account instead of my main login. When we started again, we're like, oh, you know, first level, don't break any windows. And my wife's like, all right, let's not break any windows. <laughs> she literally turns around and jumps straight through the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, you can't help it. Like, once you start getting to and the then rhythm I'm like, of the And game, then I'm like, well, we've broken one. We have to break them all now because that was the other objective. Like, let's break everything. So, But yeah, once you start getting that momentum and then you discover what is the quickest track, you have to, yeah, you have to force yourself to not jump through the windows. Which is so it's, it's almost forced me into buying more controllers so I can play with four people. Nice. I was going to have more than like two friends. It's real rough. <laughs> it's a real tough pressure on me, SMG. Like you should have put online. I have more online friends on do real friends. Yeah, it is a it is a real shame it doesn't have online. It's uh, just catch co op. Additionally to that, I've also uh, I got credits so number seven mm-hmm. for twenty twenty, but bit of a long time between credits uh, for the Strange Brigade. Finally finished it. Game is a ton of fun. It is very repetitive in terms of its gameplay and its system. So it it is at its core a a third person puzzle wave shooter. I am. So, like, each area, it always comes down to, there's a puzzle, Do you do a quick puzzle, wave of zombies and increasing uh, enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, you know, like, minor bosses and stuff like that. But a lot of them is just you shoot at it until it falls. Okay. So, it's, it's like, okay. And, like, sometimes there's the big creature and it's got, like, three weak spots. You're like, all right, pfft. So, like, there's never, I, there's like, there are, I did have a couple of difficult moments, but I never really, like, felt overwhelmed, like, oh, except for the final boss. And the final boss was great because I wasn't paying attention. And so you fight this uh, giant crocodile mm-hmm. creature with a, a god woman. Sometimes it's all like a base. It's all uh, Egyptian themed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just shooting at this guy, bringing down his health. And he just goes, Doosh! I'm like, oh, well, probably should have moved. <laughs> I, um, I managed to finish the Borderlands 3 DLC. Oh, I, crap. I haven't I, finished Borderlands 3 I, I checked that out. So it was the, the love something and tentacles mm-hmm. can't think of what the middle word was it's was alright it's pretty pretty quick didn't take me long I think yeah, I, I, think I Bord- bowled it over in about an hour yeah Borderlands 3 never really ticked the boxes for me personally I, it, it never got there so I've been a massive Borderlands fan all through its life and Borderlands 3 just didn't do it for me yeah, I was like addicted to Borderlands. Whether it was whether it's the writing, whether because like, we know there was different a different set of writers on this one, it just didn't have that same feel mm. that Borderlands Two did or Borderlands One did. And I guess that's what I'm playing at. It's coming. Mm. Mm. None of the characters really grip me in certain ways, and even just like the the millennial villains, like lame. Yeah. None of it really landed for me personally. No, that's um, totally understandable. On top of that, I dived back into for work because, you know, we're streaming at work. So I, I bought my PS4 in for funsies. I was playing Cook Serve Delicious 2. 
So it's like a, it's this cool little uh, kitchen-esque restaurant game where it's mostly a lot of crazy button mm-hmm. combos to really sort of like, you know, you create your restaurant, you work at a restaurant and then it's like, hey, I want a burger. And you're like, cool. You put the patties down and then it's like, I want the following. You're like, you know, L1 and triangle for cheese and square for this and that. And um, it's good fun. I really, I, I like it because even though, even though I have a lot of painful memories of my time at working in fast food, because I've been working fast food for like five years. So I have like this, this pain in me. But the game is really good, <laughs> and I like it a lot. And there's a third one coming out this year, and um, I, I remember that some, they randomly emailed out like, "Hey, who's interested in?" Cool? So let's not, I don't know when it's coming out on, on consoles, but PC should be out soon. I'm like, "Yeah, man, put me down for PS4." And they're like, "Sure, we'll let you know when it comes." I'm like. I have no idea when it's coming. So at any point this year, I could just randomly be playing Cooked Delicious Three, which I'm excited for. Um, but other than that, no, I don't think I played anything else. I think. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me too. Um, I did dive back into GTA Five again this morning because it's. Oh, no, I'll let you. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'm just going to have a drink because it's it's currently free on the Epic Game Store, and then if you get it on the Epic oh, Game Store, the purple lights on. Can you please uh, reach over there and switch them lights on? I paid for the LEDs. We should probably put there. We also now the computer wonder that's a good point <laughs> um so yeah when you when you download it through the epic game store it's free for the next week uh you may can, 21st yep uh it's only available for those who have two-factor authentication on their account okay smart uh they'll also provide you with a 15 dollars voucher for anything on the epic game store as long as it's above 20 dollars so you can't get anything for free, but you can get something for quite cheap All right, nice. but the issue i had this morning and it took me about an hour and a half to set this crap up after I download it. Once you launch the game from Epic Game Store, it says installing Rockstar Launcher <laughs> and it installs the Rockstar Launcher. Then you got to sign in on the Rockstar Launcher. It wouldn't let me sign in with my already available Rockstar account. I had to make a new one. And then apparently I'm a robot because I couldn't verify the stupid capture. <laughs> so that took me ages. And then after I did that, I launched the game and I said, oh, sorry, you don't own GTA 5. Would you like to buy it? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to buy it. I own it. I go back to the Epic launcher, click play again. And then it boots back over to the rock, the Rockstar launcher and says, hey, do you link your, want to link your Epic, Epic game account to the Rockstar launcher? Yes. Would you now like to do a full system scan to see if you've got any games installed that the Rockstar launcher can play? Yes. 10 minutes later, it finds it click launch in the rockstar launcher doesn't work go to the epic game launcher click launch works why why am i downloading a free game in one launcher to download another launcher to play it in the original launcher anyway after it's just madness madness one of the big the big complaints about pcs the amount of launches you have to deal with absolute madness like because i you know, I have a copy of GTA 5 on the PC, but I bought it off like CD keys for like 12 bucks. So like mine runs or like just straight through the, the Rockstar launcher. So yeah. I don't have an issue personally, but it does play way better on the PC. Sometimes. Yeah, I did the, I did the uh, automatically detect my systems nonsense. And it's like, yeah, man, 4K. I'm like, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Cause my, like mine kept doing, my, the only thing that I, problem that I have, cause I'm playing in, you know, when I'm playing here on the 4K telly, and whatever it kind of the cinematics do a weird aspect ratio thing oh, yeah. that's frustrating so I have, to, I have to actually literally go into the back end settings of of GTA and be like just don't detect 21 by 9 or whatever it is just fucking do 16 by 9 leave it alone <laughs> yeah but yeah oh well look, look that is, that is 100% a problem not a big problem but it's very very annoying <laughs> 
Uh, it wouldn't have been so annoying if their stupid capture system wasn't dumb. Because mm. their, their capture system is the, the same as always. It's like, click the tiles that have the buses in them. And I'm like, okay, click, 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 verify. Turns out you can't click, 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 verify anymore. Because once you click those things, that part of the picture fades away and a new part pops up and there could be more stuff in there. Yeah. Since when did that happen? Well, I, I don't know. Cause, like, I've noticed this recent change in... All right, we're going to sidetrack that verifies everybody. <laughs> um, there is a website that I that we can use for, for, for review codes. It's called Terminals, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's mostly like... Um, like indie games and stuff. Yeah. But they've recently implemented this weird two-factor verify. So it's like, yeah, hey, pitch, picture of planes. I'm like, bing, 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 verify. Second page. You have to do it again. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, see, that was doing... What kind was- of robot is doing all this for <laughs> small-ass indie games? So I was doing that, but if I clicked verify too quickly, it wouldn't reload the pictures on the first page. There were, uh, like, hidden ones that... Just strict us, because you're a robot. Yeah, I'm an impatient robot. Very impatient robot. You you know, you're you're a robot. Everything is measured in nanoseconds. You got no time for uh, these actual seconds. That's a nightmare. Yeah. But anyways, let's get into section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Now, the big thing that happened this week, Max, is a state of play. First one since December. Um, We'll be talking about that a little bit later as we talk about Ghosts of Tsushima. That's right. I thought it was racist to think that it was pronounced sushi, but no, it turns out that is in fact correct. So, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's kick things off with stuff that's uh, dead in the water. <laughs> so, Skull and Bones was announced at Ubisoft's E3 2017 press conference, and we've seen nothing of the game for nearly two years. Will it come out at some point in the future? Probably not. And you won't be seeing it around the launch of PlayStation 5 either. That's because the French publisher has just confirmed its lineup for the next fiscal year, and Skull and, Skull and Bones isn't on the list. The games you can look forward to from Ubisoft between now and the 31st of March 2021 are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Gods and Monsters, and one more currently unannounced AAA title. So where's Beyond Good and Evil 2 as well, I might add? Yeah, that's a few years away, I would imagine. I don't think that's anywhere close to being done. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, rumor has it that the most likely culprit for the last unannounced AAA title will be a Far Cry game. Yeah! Uh, this coming, according from Jason Schreier. So, where does that leave Skull and Bones? Probably dead and buried. The game's last update came via a Twitter post in May 2019, where it announced a delay. The account has remained silent ever since. Yeah, because for the sake of, I remember there being like, hey, this game's delayed indefinitely, and then... Okay. It's this weird line. So that just means it's not coming between now and March. Yeah. Which is all right. So uh, hopefully, because what the rumor mill right now is that uh, Valhalla will be a launch window game. And then... They were saying Watch Dogs is going to be a launch window yeah, game. Yeah, he's not going to have two big games. No. Like, um, maybe early next year, which means, Max, you've got Watch Dogs Legion on your oh, list. Oh, dude, it's never coming out. <laughs> Do we allow for early next year due to the whole COVID business? When did we do... When was our first episode of the year? When did we like do our 15th list? 15th of June or January or something. If it comes out be- before the 15th of January, sure. So you're not willing to, like... Nah. To bend nah, the rules Nah, if it's, if it's... Nah. nah. Alright, so for those that don't know... If it's a year out watching. from when we did it... Yeah. If it comes out January 1st, cool. If it comes out January 14th, cool. 
If it comes out January 15th, maybe. <laughs> but if <laughs> those who don't know, we at the start of the year, we did a video games draft. I stole the idea from player2.net.au, uh, who then stole the idea, and then everyone just happened to do one in the same week. It was absolutely crazy. Um, so, yeah, on, on that list is Watchdog Legions for yourself, mm. like Vampire Masquerades on there as, as well. Yeah, that's totally coming still this year. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Um, which super keen for that. Which looks shit out I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride my uh, Persona 5 Royale 90 yeah. all the way to the finish line. so I was gonna I was gonna get the, the point I mentioned that now is I was gonna give Max the freebie if he wanted to like we'll still make a new list but if Watch Dogs 2 is supposed to come out in like what if we just make it to January what if we make it to the end of January alright cool we'll make it to the end I'll of January I'll give Jan. you some leeway it's not fair we'll, we'll, we'll go to because Jan. COVID's fucked all of this yeah, I, wonder I reckon if that it, game would have came out earlier well, if it wasn't for COVID maybe well, who knows possibly We'll have a look. But uh, yeah, in terms of, of, uh, of Skull and Bones, it didn't look promising when they mentioned the delay indefinitely. However... I mean, do, um, you, do you want a game that's just pirate ship battles? I did. It was called Sea of Thieves and it was fun. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, I played a little bit of Sea of Thieves this week Sea of Thieves is so good, man. It's, the problem is it's just there's no reason to do anything. Yeah. With no mission... Like, with those missions, but with no, like, end goal or... Uh, no, I understand why. I remember when I... Just I, like the Kraken, constantly. I interviewed the um, executive director on a pirate ship at PAX, like, two years ago. Like they got the Pollywood side and had oh, it yeah, decked yeah, out. Yeah. It was awesome. So I interviewed him <laughs> on the boat, which is cool. Um, and one, yeah, one of the things we talked about was the idea that by removing the you know like sort of experience points or those mm. sort of things like it's, anyone can jump in at any point whether you've been playing for three years or whether you've been playing for you know three months like which I appreciate days. that part is really cool so that way people can jump in at any point and they still have the same good time that mm. everyone else is however what is the incentive for me and then pay for three years yeah like congratulations you have all these you know costumes but then it's like cool but I have the costume I like I saved up and I got the one I wanted but then since then they have implemented some more things like they've implemented the ghost ships which yeah Cass has been bugging me for ages to play CFEs with him but mm. I'll play it I'll get there I've got I've got it installed ready to go mm. but yeah because no, I mean, yeah, we got a code for it way back so I can play it whenever if you think pretty sure it's installed cool that and State of Decay which I never actually went back to don't do it <laughs> don't, don't do it oh, well. <laughs> um, but yeah I'm not really excited to see it for Skull and Bones but um, yeah because even if, just, even if it, we knew it wouldn't be soon because even if we look at the slate of games like where, where are we at right now <laughs> you just want to fight people it makes sense um, like well, where we're at right now so we're, we're about to hit June so within the next six months and, the, and we know that Valhalla's coming at the end of the year and then Watch Dogs should also be in that window as well there yeah. is no chance they are dropping any more titles than that so it's between now and March not, it wouldn't be happening mm. but like, and Beyond Good and Evil 2 I feel is in the same way it's like that game was announced so early. It's almost like, you know, did you see the post sweep from Bethesda? They were mm. like, hey, don't expect any news about Elder Scrolls 6 for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, like, why'd you announce it, you fucking idiot? I guess they don't want they don't want people to come in with all this hype going, this is what we're going to get, this is what we're going to get. But every time now, they have to do that. Mm. They have to temper expectations every time. They're like, so they, they did that little splash but is it But is it better for them to temper expectations now than go... Then, then have their fans go. That was fucking shit because you didn't show us Elder Scrolls Six. Yes, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. They're damned if they do and damned if they don't at this point in time because everyone wants it. Very true, but we it, know it's coming. They'll just show we it. Don't, when they show like, it. We know it's coming in like seven years. Oh yeah, because they're like it'll be finished. It'll, it, it'll we'll, be a PlayStation we'll, Six launch title. Yeah, we will start it 
after Starfield. So like, okay, so we're, we're they're probably in like alpha production, like very early mm. production on Star on uh, whatever the fuck. It's almost at Star Lord then Starfield, <laughs> and then they'll do some pre on on Sky, uh, whatever the Elder Scrolls Six, and then gone. You know, like everyone's gonna do it now. It's everyone's this, got a temper expectation. It's, this, it's it, the problem is yes, like it's cool and got everyone really excited, but now every conversation they they will ever have until for the next seven years will be. When's uh, Elder Scrolls coming out? Oh, you announced it. When's it coming? And you know how we've talked about how, like, uh, when uh, Final Fantasy VII, it's incredibly long dev cycle. Final Fantasy XV, it's incredibly long dev cycle. And it's like, man, we've had these games forever. What's going on? I mean, Square Enix are notorious for taking forever for their games. Well, exactly. But that's I mean, my look point. At, look at Kingdom Hearts Three. And it's one of those things. If they know, like, if Bethesda know... Like, Bethesda, the, the grand yeah, company, yeah. know that Softworks will not be doing that anytime soon. Why announce it? Because mm. everyone's going to be like, man, remember we, hear, we heard about Elder Scrolls 6 that, in 2000. Because they, they needed that hype moment at E3. And now, they had and, nothing else. Yeah, and now they're like, we're going to have to deal with this for the rest like, of our lives. Like, if anything, that means you shouldn't be having a conference. <laughs> I'm really sidetracked right now. But... Ugh! <laughs> uh, Sorry, because like the band people are like, oh man, it's not coming out for my yes, it's not coming out for years. Yeah, let's talk about something that is coming out. Are we sure? Yeah. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla got we got some more information on that this week. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a cross-gen title scheduled to release on the PlayStation Five and PS Four later this year. But does that mean that the next-gen version will run at sixty frames per second? If it's a current-gen, if its current-gen counterpart is targeting thirty frames per second, Microsoft's official website only specified four K support for the title on Xbox Series X. Eurogamer Portugal has since managed to get a statement out of the publisher Ubisoft regarding the matter. Quote, currently we can guarantee that Assassin's Creed Valhalla will run at at least 30 frames per second on Xbox Series X, a spokesperson explained. Uh, was tr- this was translated by WCCF Tech. Uh, quote, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will benefit from faster learning times, allowing players to immerse themselves in the history and the world without friction. Finally, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will benefit from improved graphics made possible by the Xbox Series X, and we can't wait to see the beautiful world we're creating in stunning 4K resolution. Obviously, the title's still in development, so things could change as we edge closer to its release. It's also worth stressing that the company's not discussing the PS5 version at this stage due to both contractual obligations and Sony secrecy. Nevertheless, we... um, It isn't recommended to be pinning your hopes on a 60 frames per second port at this stage ubisoft's priority isn't in it quickly add so just in the chat jumped on my little my little bethesda rant and goes and now people will complain <laughs> if the game isn't a polished unbuggy game that's true because the consensus will be wasn't well, a game announced in 2018 it's now th- it's now 3006 <laughs> so it's been in development for a thousand years well, yeah, because like, you know, like from announcement to delivery, everyone's going to presume that that's the development cycle. But in this... What do you reckon? They're only guaranteeing a minimum of 30 frames per second. For Well, they're not talking about the PlayStation 5 at all yet, but the, mic- the Xbox Series X is only going to be pushing 30 frames at 4K. Yeah. Bit of a bummer. It is, but it makes sense. Hmm. Scalability. Like, it, once, once, this, once they are working solely on the next generation then that is when we'll see 
4K 60, all that shit. The reason being is because right now, if we let's, let's have a look at what Ubisoft well, are doing. Well, before you, right, uh, hang be- on. before you get real deep in this round, I've got a question for you. Oh, shit. Now, with PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, once they separate, the PlayStation 5 will hopefully get the 60 frames per second 4K beautiful nonsense. Looking forward to that. Yeah. But Microsoft have very much gone out of their way to say that they're, it's a series of consoles. What works on one must work on the rest forever that's 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 my thing so okay. right now so for 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 assassin's creed valhalla they aren't just making the xbox series x and the ps5 version no 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 no. they are making the ps5 the ps4 the xbox series x the xbox one the xbox one s and the xbox so that is six different versions of the one game and they need to ensure that that game works across all those platforms now this isn't like you know in theory it could be it should be like a pc where you can just adjust and you know trigger that sort of shit but i uh, presumably it's not that simple if it was then they would do it so right now their plan would be let's make it work across a bunch of different things and how can we how can we ensure that it works great on everything put it all at 30 this is this is the problem that i have with xbox's idea of it's all in, interconnected in in theory it's great but until the point because if the consoles aren't going to be that level of tweakiness where you can adjust it on the fly like you would on a pc just yet do you think it will hamstring playstation copies now fuck yeah it will I mean, I mean, well, it depends on it depends what they're working with. Now we know that Ubisoft are working alongside, um, alongside a Microsoft here because they've got like seems to have a marketing deal and and as you mentioned under the secrecy of of Sony right now that they are only talking about Xbox. So it's very possible that you know later on they might be able to hear that like, hey, it runs its you know fourteen forty sixty on PS five. Cool, that's cool. That's that's an improvement. However, I don't see that being the case. I think we still fourteen forty thirty. Um. But I, I, the concerning thing about this is from a purely numbers perspective, the Xbox Series X is a more powerful console. And I understand the, the, the assumption is like, if that's the most powerful console, why can't it do this? Mm. A, we're right on the cusp of the next generation. They have not worked with these new consoles. Now, granted, on top of that, that is under the assumption that development is like it, you how it used to be and that each generation was different and they had to relearn how to use it right but we know that to not be the case because they are kind of pcs now mm. which is you know good and bad like it's totally good because super it, in in theory it should be super easy to dev for yeah but like the, i'm not surprised by this you know of, of valhalla only doing 30 i'm like okay i mean at the end of the day the as long as totally real but I mean, as long as it's a stable thirty, mm. like, cool. If you're if you're saying that it's going to run at thirty, I don't. I, no frame drops, please. Like, a stable thirty, sure. I'd prefer it running at a stable thirty than them going. Oh, it runs at sixty, but can drop to thirty at random times. Yeah, it's much variable than it's much better than like a variable refresh rate mm. or even a variable resolution, right? Mm. Um, because that's kind of the payoff it'll either be either the resolution's willing to flux or the the frame rate's willing to flux and on top of that i think that also comes down to what the individual wants from their console where Mm. personally i'm at a point right now where 
I want a higher resolution. Uh, sorry, a higher frame rate. Yeah, I, I resolution's agree. cool, but I mean, like, I've now that I've been exposed to sixty in enough different ways, I'm like, it plays better. Yeah. So for the for many people and the the average consumer, resolution is key. Mm. So for them, it'd be like, look, it's four K at thirty, and like some people are like, pardon, what was that last part? And they're like, oh, some people are like, four K, wow. You know what I mean? And that's mm. like that's that tough line. Because from a marketing perspective, you want to do that resolution because average person... If you ask the average the average gamer and they're like, I can't tell the difference. Well, I mean, there's a... Like, I know a few people that still don't have 4K screens. But mm. they, they don't care. Yeah. They'd prefer a stable frame rate than a 4K resolution. True. But then again, the little thing about all those... All the time we played back in the day on like whatever fucking console. I literally like, can't stand on playing on TVs anymore. Yeah, I can't even play on my 4K TV. Trust that's me, re- like that's the, like refresh rate. Yeah. Uh, not refresh rate. That's like um, response time. Yeah, I trust me, Sam. Uh, Justin in the chat adds, it makes sense for them to do it, but they need the new console to be at least to at least have 1080p 60 uh, because then it's going backwards. Agreed. Yeah. And so like, this was, we've seen they were just talking yet. about 4K at the moment. Yeah. So we've seen 4K 60 in the past, like not. Like it's it's like that checkerboardy 4K because like I'm pretty sure Doom Eternal runs a 4K 60 mm. like on the on the Xbox X One X right so are you trying to say that this next one is not the improvement like yeah you, you know uh, Justin also adds and also we're getting to diminishing returns yeah it's something I touched upon last week we are at the diminishing return point for resolution there's going to come a very like because we, we look at all the coverage that's come out of uh, out of most recently with the inside Xbox and you know and then what, what we'll probably see PS5 soon uh, the big commentary for a lot of it is I'm not really seeing a lot of a difference it kind of looks the same yeah like, yeah because like we are at that point. We have perfected the graphics. Like, like it's not going to go... Like, what we're going to see more of, we're going to see smarter AI. We're going to yeah. see better compute power. We're going to see more shit on screen. And these are things that are very difficult to to show in a trailer or yeah. show in a screenshot. And that'll come in time. And Cash just says, please don't give us another Unity, which is valid. Please mm. don't give us another Unity. Uh, so more news that about... a long rant. <laughs> yeah. More news about Valhalla. We can customize our Viking. So while you won't be able to sculpt the protagonist Ivor's face in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you do have quite a lot of control over his or her appearance, at least when compared to the main characters of previous Assassin's Creed games. Uh, We already know that you'll be able to get tattoos and apply war paint to your face, but in a recent Washington Post livestream, well worth a watch if you haven't seen it, director Ashraf Ismail confirms that you will also have the option of tweaking Ivor's hair. You'll apparently have access to a number of different hairstyles as well as beard styles, but the latter only applies if you're playing as male. Shame. Can't be a bearded lady. On lady beards. (laughs) Uh, Put all of this together and you've got the most customizable protagonist in the entirety of Assassin's Creed which isn't much. Uh, What's more, the equipment customization system for Assassin's Creed Odyssey is also making a return in some form, meaning that you'll be able to alter the look of your weapons and armor to create eye-catching outfits, which is what the Vikings were known for. That's very true. (laughs) Horned helmets that they never wore and eye-catching outfits. Uh, You know, it's 2020, Max. Why can't I have a bearded lady in my game? I don't know. That's cool. I like that. Okay. 
Sure. It's not much, but, you know, everyone likes a little bit of customization in their games. Yeah, look, it does come up. Very rarely do I like it. I kind of just find the look that I like. To be honest, most of the time I'm like, oh, is there a randomized? Yep, randomized. No, that one doesn't look good. Randomized. Nah, randomized. <laughs> Unless it's a game that I could, that I'd really get the benefit of, like, sculpting my own face. Like, when I play, like, MLB The Show, I metic- it's probably the only game that I meticulously make my own face. I'm pretty good at it. Like, I can make myself, I can look like me in baseball so easy. <laughs> Every other game, hot mess. Uh, so we've got more Last of Us 2 stuff. Uh-oh. So the marketing machine is kicking into gear for Last of Us Part 2. Uh, we recently were treated to a new trailer, but Sony isn't stopping there. It's also announced a video series named Inside the Last of Us Part 2. This video takes a spoiler-free look at the game's story. We hear from many key figures at Naughty Dog, including Neil Druckmann, as they talk us through the basic premise of the sequel. A 19-year-old Ali is living in a peaceful set. Mm, yeah, I'll leave this. I won't go into it. That's no, fine. Quote, For The Last of Us Part 2, we're hoping to create a story that makes a commentary about the cycle of violence and how acts can beget other acts, Druckmann says. Uh, this certainly tracks with what's been said before, that this is a game about hate. Uh, the thing that Neil and the studio really cared about is honouring Ali and Joel specifically and their journey as characters as narrative lead uh, Hallie Gross what is to, what is the honest next steps that they could take what are the truest moves that we could see them do over on the PlayStation blog Sony outlines more videos in this series promising similar spotlights on the gameplay the details and its world these will come out weekly in the run up to the game's release on the 19th of June so there is plenty to look forward to in the near future it's cool the little drip teases is probably fun but don't read the comments don't don't do it. Yeah, stay away from the comments. Comments are... Uh, it's like some, someone's going to be a bumhole. But um, I like it for those that are interested, That lo- those that need they, that they, hype. They did a God of War one as well, didn't they? Uh, a little bit. Well, they did a big documentary for it like mm. about a year after it came out. It was like, you know, uh, Inside Kratos, I think it was. Yeah. Which I really, really enjoyed. I love that documentary so much. Um, so this seems like a mini-series of um, like the, the making of... Yes, there's a couple... Talking like, to some... The, some of the developers and stuff if you go on the YouTubes you can find like a behind the scenes of Last of Us you can find a behind the scenes of Uncharted mm. 4 and a couple other ones um, yeah so it's like super cool to do this but for me personally I ain't touching them yeah um, like I put some more dollars down on my pre-order this week you know which is fine because like I'm still wanting it like even though I know you know we're, very, we're in a very uh, lucky position that'll probably come our way um, but I'm st- I still need it. I still want to support it, so I wouldn't put my monies down. Um, but for those, yeah, for those that are super keen and need a little bit more hype fuel, cool. Yeah, go check, go check it out. I'm not going to personally, but what you? Where are you at with it right now? I'm still, <laughs> funnily enough, media blackout. Mm. I haven't watched any of the gameplay trailers since the announcement trailer. I'm staying very much away. Yeah, yeah good stuff though very exciting I'm looking forward to replaying Last of Us 1 just before the so that is your plan you are going to do one yep, again going to do one again Wait, I haven't what? played it since I literally haven't we played have about this. a month you might as well jump on it now I haven't played the story since it first came out well because this has been an ongoing discussion like everyone knows that, that does watch the show that like that I, I attempted to complete it numerous times and I'd get a little bit further every time and then a new game would come out and they go oh, okay whatever and I finally got it like I mean the good thing is there is nothing coming out between now and Last of Us 2 I've already finished it like I finished it at the start of this year so mm. 
like I'm in no need to to run it run it through again. It's mm. all very fresh in my head. So when I did get to watch that tra- you know, when the first couple of trailers, um, and I was able to get sort of all those story beats from like throwbacks, I was like, oh, like you know, because a lot, and it was super raw for me, yeah, which I really liked. But yeah, no, Last of Us right around the corner. Ooh, <laughs> I'm excited, very excited. What's next? There may not be another Titanfall for quite some time. Huh? Last February, developer Respawn Entertainment teased that it had a new twist on Titanfall in the works with a release date of that same year. That quite clearly never happened, and it doesn't look like that project will ever actually see the light of day. In a new interview with IGN, the studio has said that, quote, there's nothing currently in development. Uh, unfortunately, it's not welcome news for the fans of the series, especially after how well-received Titanfall 2 was one of the best campaigns for a shooter I've played in quite some time. Uh, Respawn Entertainment co-founder Vin Zampala does provide the tiniest bit of hope by following up on that quote by saying, but it's always there. However, that isn't enough to make up for a cancelled game. To be fair, the studio has gone on to make Apex Legends and the excellent Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which will most likely be getting a sequel. Sorry, I just got a a call from a friend of mine that I've heard from in a while. Just wondering why he's giving me a buzz right now. That's all good. So, uh, look, because I was going to say, I remember there being this little rumor mill of the Titanfall 3 would be coming out on the way in the works. So it's very interesting. Like, it sort of got canned before it got announced, I guess. Is that kind of where we're at right now? And I guess, like, with Apex sort of being within that that, that universe, that, mm. like, I guess that's kind of filling the void. Maybe yeah. they'll, they'll just start tying more things I mean, there were Apex. Rumors, there were rumors for a while that they were going to be putting Titans in Apex and whatnot. Mm. But, yeah, unfortunately, we won't know until until they decide to announce something. Especially with Star Wars, Fallen o- Jedi Fallen Order doing as well as it did, I would imagine that they'll it will be getting a sequel. But yeah, Respawn are going to put their focus on that, and they might be under the pump right for now. that. Yeah, it's very possible, very very possible. Uh, pushing on, uh, Mafia Definitive is a full remake, not just a remaster. So the Microsoft Store leaked Mafia Definitive Edition ahead of its ahead of the series teased announcement on the 19th of May. According to the game's page, it's set to launch on the 28th of August, but the release date isn't the only thing we can pull from this. Uh, the big story here is that Mafia Definitive Edition isn't just a remaster, it looks to be a full remake running on a new engine complete with brand new assets. It even has an expanded story. Uh, several screenshots have popped up on the aforementioned store. It looks fantastic. The original Mafia was released back in 2002 on the PlayStation 2, so it's great to see that it's getting a full remake treatment. Now, this is, uh, actual quickly respond to, so in my pants, Dave Chatter, who just rang me, so, hey Dave, we can have a chat a little bit later, because I'd love to call you, but I haven't chatted in forever. We we're calling to vent my Animal Crossing frustrations, I bought 500,000 bells worth of turnips, and then just sold them for 200k, kill me. Dude, Turnip Exchange. Google Turnip Exchange and you'll it, it, always find it's, it's just turnip.exchange. Yeah. Uh, created by the guys over at uh, Warp World. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I was able to flip mine for like 500 uh, a turnip the other day. Yeah. Now, this is interesting uh, because I'm very curious on Mafia. Very mm. curious because, like, I've never played one or two. It's not bad. Three was all right initially. I remember being really hyped for three, and then I got in there, and then it wasn't that cool. My concern is because obviously, obviously, people are going to care about one and two, mm. right? Because three was not all that well received. It was so un- not well received, in fact. Two K sent me the collector's edition one time. <laughs> what? 
I didn't even ask for it. They just sent it to us one day. Nice. And I opened it once. <laughs> There's a record in there. That's it's real. Sweet. It's really good. I I really enjoyed so it. Just it just means like it's very interesting because this only ca- like this only came out. Um, yeah, I mean, it only came out semi recently. Mm. Like yes, it's still like what three years ago, I guess. Yeah. But it's 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 that weird line of. Okay, like it is obviously this is not getting any work done on it with Mafia One and Mafia Two both being PS. Well, Mafia Two came out on PS Two. Oh, PS- Mafia Mafia came out on PS Two. Ah, Mafia Two was PS Three. So Mafia Two would probably be PS Three. Yeah, I remember seeing it on PS Two. So that's interesting. But um, yeah, like, like I, I'm curious for that. I but I do want to know how they've aged as well, um, uh, because like those third person crimey based games have really changed over time um i'm actually thinking about reaching out to 2k and see whether we can hook up a code if you're interested yeah definitely all right i'm on it uh let's talk the unreal 5 gameplay demo epic games just showcased the first real-time gameplay footage of playstation 5 and it looks extraordinary while the company's upcoming unreal engine 5 will naturally be compatible with multiple formats including of course playstation 4 the firm has been really taking up the design of sony's next gen system quote it has an immense amount of gpu power but also multi-order bandwidth increase in storage management beamed boss tim sweeney as reported by the verge that's going to be absolutely critical. The executive added that it's, quote, one thing to render everything that can fit in memory, but a different proposition entirely to render a world that may be tens of gigabytes in size instantaneously. Obviously, it's that oft-discussed PS5 solid-state drive that's putting in the work. Quote, We've been working super close with Sony for quite a long time on storage, Sweeney continued. The storage architecture on the PS5 is far ahead of anything you can buy on anything on PC for any amount of money right now. It's going to help drive future PCs. The PC market is going to see this thing ship and say, oh wow, solid state drives are going to need to catch up with this. Interestingly, it sounds like the PS5 tech demo released by Epic Games today was intended to be playable at at GDC earlier this year. Unfortunately, sorry. Unfortunately, no. I just G- noticed it was hanging out. Uh, GDC was cancelled. Oh, slash postponed earlier okay. this year. So yeah, it was. Didn't get to play it earlier this year. Um. Uh. uh Mark Cerny's. Uh. But it would. If it hadn't have been cancelled, it also would have given away context for Mark Cerny's divisive hardware presentation. Uh, fortunately, we we should see a lot more next gen footage in the coming months, and if it looks as good as uh, Lumen in the Land of Nanite, which is was the name of the uh, game demo that they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in for a treat. Yeah, it, look, it looks pretty fantastic. The one thing that I've, that I've that's made me laugh really hard about this, actually, and I say that from just a someone that, you know, makes PlayStation content, the amount of people that are like, oh, man, the PS5 is going to smoke the Xbox... Because look at this video, Xbox have got nothing. Oh, dude, it's the Unreal Engine. It's on fucking everything, literally everything. It do- it doesn't prove anything. Uh, and Shadowway also adds, "I'd hate to be that guy, but the game was running at fourteen forty thirty. So as in this tech demo was running at fourteen forty thirty. Was it? I didn't. I didn't watch it live." You just got me what was written? Yep. Okay. Um, I, I, I did watch it after the fact, and it looked great, uh, but I didn't watch it with the commentary. 
everyone's saying it's more powerful than PC. Yeah. All no, they said so. that it was rend- all all it was was um, rendered real time in PS5 with someone actually holding a controller playing it. Cool. But that's what's weird. So it, it wasn't a pre-recorded. The difficulty around this, by this being a tech demo, it is literally a small portion, and that's all it ever did. Yeah. So, like in terms of seeing this level of fidelity on larger games, probably not going to happen. But I like its, I like its idea mm. and what it can deliver because it's an improvement on the on, on Unreal Engine Four. So that's a win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It should. Be, yeah. It should be. It should be interesting. No. Yeah. So the, it it just states. It, yeah. The, it, it is still too early days for us to get there. Also, thank you, Grayson, for the follow, bringing us to two hundred and ninety six followers on on uh, the Twitch. We're so close. Three hundred. Nice. So close. So Sony is currently unfazed by Microsoft uh, by Xbox marketing. Over the last few months, it has become abundantly clear that Microsoft is trying its best to make a big comeback with its Xbox Series X, with the next-gen console set to go head-to-head with PlayStation 5 Holiday 2020. The team in green has been talkative, to say the least, while Sony has largely remained silent on its future plans. Many an armchair analyst has argued that Microsoft is gaining ground as Sony keeps quiet, but it's easy to forget that the former has been given no real choice in the matter. The PS4 has been utterly dominant this generation, forcing Microsoft to look ahead while the Xbox One continues to lose steam. Meanwhile, Sony's current-gen system still has a surprising amount of life left in it, thanks to upcoming exclusives like The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. But what are Sony's thoughts on all this? Are they worried about Microsoft and its aggressive marketing? Apparently not. During the company's latest financial call, as reported by Takashi Mochizuki, Chief Financial Officer Hiroki Totoki was asked, quote, Some say PS5 promotion is falling behind Xbox. Would you give passing score to what the PS team has done? Uh, With Totoki replying, quote, We consider things strategically, but doing our best. As for pass or fail, I would wait for PS5 sales to make that judgment. In other words, Sony isn't really interested in clashing in terms of marketing. The proof will be in the sales. <laughs> it's a weird line for me personally. Also, yeah. hey Zell, um, it is a weird line because I do think that Sony is fumbling a little right now. I because I I feel that their messaging is a little bit fucked. They're doing some things very awkwardly and not yeah. how you would expect them to do it. Yeah. So there's look there's there there is a weird line, um, and I mean that as in so yes. Xbox are 100% ahead of them right now and that it's it's only because they were so dominant sorry sorry that the Sony was so dominant on this current generation that it literally left Xbox no choice but to be incredibly customer facing mm. and very transparent so saying that that is a staggering improvement for Xbox like Microsoft as 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 a complete thing are doing better now Mm. You know what I mean? Because like once Phil Spencer sort of got really got on the got the reins and they got their messaging down and this real yeah this that real customer focused setup gamer focused is brilliant. Now everyone's claiming that when I seen that from PlayStation because it's kind of that weird line of they don't have to. Mm. But then again, that same same was said about uh, Xbox at the end of last generation. Like well, they don't have to. So it is that is that repetition that we see because the it does seem to be very cyclical in how companies respond to whichever uh, 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 generation whoever's winning towards the back end Sony they're in a tough spot 
I'm saying that they're in a tough spot, not in like I feel sympathy for them, but they are in a tough spot. I do feel that they have that their release schedule has been pushed back because of whatever circumstances, and like what they have delivered seems really out of pace compared to Xbox. So we saw, you know, the the I I the so uh, Microsoft got way ahead of the game last year and dropped uh, by dropping the, what the Xbox One Series X name and look like was it Game Awards, massive spanner, mm. and then. You can tell PlayStation's original next response would have been GDC. It would have been showing off the Mark Cerny presentation, which would have been a month, two months after that, which is still a long time. Instead, five, you know, four months later, mm. we're getting this presentation. So they're like, so everyone waited four months thinking, oh man, Sony's going to, you know, they've had four months to work on a response to what Xbox have done. What do we got? What? Like, like for us, like that was a lot. There was a lot of cool information in that in that video, and we were like, "Oh, this this is some good, really, really good mm. stuff." But for the average person, like, what do you mean? No controller, no con- like, no console visual, nothing. Like, no games announced. What the fuck is this? Yeah. And Sony have yet to really back that up with anything. Yeah, cool. Here's the controller, and even then, it's like, yeah, but Microsoft showed us their controller and their console already. Mm. You are like, and like, therefore, you are behind. And they're not wrong, and they really aren't wrong. Yeah, so it's interesting because you brought up that with with um, with everything that's been going on and the delays and whatnot, um, they have been they have been really slow. <laughs> the logo is cool. Uh, they have been really slow to come out with what they're doing, and they've they've been releasing stuff in such a weird way. Like you know, we we did get to see the controller, but it was a random Tuesday afternoon on the PlayStation blog. Mm. Like uh, this week, we saw our first state of play since December of last year. And it was an eighteen-minute gameplay footage of 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 ghosts. See, like, but, but I also think this was originally intend, intended earlier. They're like, because mm. you know, it's, we're just shy of a month out, two months out from Ghost, right? Yeah. So they're like, okay, maybe the original plan was two months before release. We're gonna drop this state of play, mm. and then circumstances push back to like. We'll keep we'll keep the nature of that motion. We'll we'll keep it as it is. Like well, this is this is our this is our strategy because they mentioned the strategy. This is our plan. We'll keep to those time frames. We'll just push everything back. Mm. The problem that we're going to have here, Max, is they they by by for, by pushing The Last of Us back while while also pushing Go, uh, Ghost of Tsushima back. What they have done is they have eaten into their potential announcement time yeah. because they can't. And now officially announced PS5 right now when there's two big first-party games still to come on the current gen. Mm. The second that then PS5 gets announced and you can pre-order it, everyone's going to give less fucks about PS4 mm. that very second. And right now, when they have such a substantial lead, they don't want to hamper any more potential sales. Yeah. Right? Because they're on track to hitting one... F- one. I've got some numbers later on. you got on. some numbers? Yeah. You know, so, like, they're on track to do some fucking awesome numbers. So, why would they do anything to impede that? I'm not saying it's the right decision, because it's not. Like, right now, they are being eaten alive by Microsoft because yeah. of this. Saying that, though, Xbox Inside shithouse yes a really poor display of what next generation could be or what they should be demonstrating as we head up into the last six months of this generation the ps5 release date is currently unaffected 
Despite bringing the world to a complete standstill Sony, um, with the, the global pandemic, Sony has today reiterated this article was written two days ago. Uh, they reiterated that the launch of the PlayStation 5 has not been affected by the current pandemic. Uh, the Japanese giant's latest financial results for the fiscal year ending 31st of March 2020, it states that the PS5 is still on course to release this holiday season. The statement reads, quote, Regarding the launch of PlayStation 5, although factors such as employees working from home and restrictions on international travel have, pre- uh, have presented some challenges in regards to part of the testing process and the qualification of product- production lines, development is, is still progressing with the launch of the console scheduled for the 2020 holiday season. At this point in time, major problems have not arisen in the game's software development pipeline for Sony's own first-party studios or its partner studios cool did you so there was the rumor mill this this week uh from a from a a job that was advertised uh that there were the the october release date so with us if if you want to work in the market is the marketing job is like you know ready for the yeah something essentially in short ready for the release around october now i understand that that you know why the average once again the average person but you look at that if you're in the marketing for the department you are not marketing up until the day of release you are marketing a month before mm. two months before um i'm still confident this is this this bad boy is coming out mid-november i'm saying mm. so i'm not surprised that it's not changed mm. I, I i do think the launch window will be more disappointing than ever yeah but uh, sony has also revealed a new branding for its exclusive games lineup which will launch alongside the playstation 5 all exclusive games will now be branded under the playstation studios umbrella which sounds rather slick playstation studios even has its own opening animation which will play whenever you boot up a first party release it features glimpses of various exclusive titles including uncharted horizon ratchet and clank god of war last of us and little big planet the new branding will be used on the PlayStation 4, although it is being introduced too, uh, too late for The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. It'll also feature on other platforms, such as MLB The Show 21, which will launch on Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X, as well as the PlayStation 5. Uh, speaking with GamesIndustry.biz, executive Eric Lempel said that he hopes consumers will see the branding and associate it with quote quality games they've come to expect from sony it will appear in trailers on box art and more i love it i loved it so the trailer itself it does look very reminiscent of like the the marvel intro where they kind of show the key highlighted characters Mm -hmm. where he so i'm pretty sure the list is like you see ellie but you see like last of us one alley which i presume will change once the last of us part two drops uh we we saw uh, kratos in there from 2018's god of war i think uh, sackboy was there sackboy from- was there because sackboy is one of the biggest mascots of playstation although i don't see there being a new one anytime soon he is the one of the most defining characters to mm. come out of um out to out, out of the ps3 generation uh ratchets there and we know another ratchet game is coming um what else was on there that's about it right so it's kind of cool so it's it's got the sacred symbols which is you know the 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 triangle the circle the x and the square which i always have a soft spot when i see so i was already sold and the cool little sweeping motion was nice like musically it does sound a lot like the avengers which is kind of like okay a bit on the nose there bro but i like where it is i like what it's doing i like the rebranding to playstation studios because previously it was sony interactive entertainment presents uh a sony a sony 
Sony Worldwide Studios production. Mm. So it's kind of like this weird shrinking it down. Yeah. Because like, yes, we know it's the Sony PlayStation, but like Sony Interactive Entertainment or Sony Worldwide Studios, it's about time they brought it in line with PlayStation. Yeah. Because at this point, for many people, PlayStation, the name is bigger than that of Sony, which is ironic since they make them. Mm. Okay. Uh, There is possibly no Square Enix digital event upcoming. Good. (laughs) Theirs is the most boring one every year. Unlike EA and Ubisoft, with EA Play 2020 and Ubisoft Forward respectively, it sounds like Square Enix will not be holding its own digital showcase to make up for the fact that there is no E3 this year. According to journalist Takashi Mochizuki, the Japanese publisher has said that preparing for such an event has become difficult because of the ongoing pandemic. As such, it plans on announcing new games individually when the time is right. Sweet. I have no real issue with this, mostly because when I every time I've got up at like three in the fucking morning to watch it, I've always been disappointed. Yeah, lately, again, lately theirs have been pretty... And on top of that, like, you know, Square, 99% of the time, release games that I don't really care for. For you... Oh, I love Square games. You're a big, and you're even a big I've been pretty meh on their last yeah. few... On their last few conferences yeah. so if, if, if they had more bets and games then i'd be <laughs> on the right you know that's what i'm looking for but like, i'm not too devastated we're talking about speaking bet- of bets speaking games. of bets and games tony hawk is back yeah it is yeah tony, hawk- <laughs> tony hawk's pro skater one and two are skating uh! back onto playstation 4 for their glorious mm. return mm, 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 following a curious leak just moments before the official before announcement Activision has confirmed the original two games are being given the remake treatment on PlayStation 4. The announcement was made as part of Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. As the trailer states, the games will feature 4K support on PlayStation 4 Pro and become packing all original locations, characters, and modes. In addition, they will feature online multiplayer, letting you skate with your buddies. Fortunately, there's also not a long wait. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 launches on PlayStation 4 the 4th of September 2020. Oh, we kind of fucking called it. <laughs> so, last week we did talk about the idea of a remake being the thing, a HD collection. I'm a little bit disappointed we did that pitch th- four of them though. I I'm a little bit upset Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and Underground 2 did not make the cut. <laughs> but not bad. Dude, it, 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 like I got a message from Dave Chataway once again. He's like, "You guys called it." I'm like, "Yeah, we did," because it's a good call. Like, so what? Instead, what they've done is we last week we pitched the idea they should do a collection of one, two, three, and four. However, they went with one and two, so they can sell the three and four later if this sells well. Which Tony said in a tweet. Uh, <laughs> was, he was like, "Hey, if it does well, here's three. We'll give you three and four. So this this did a lot of things, right? A lot of things. So one. Uh, <laughs> A, w- a couple of weeks ago, a couple months, a month or so ago, Tony Hawk put his number. I uh, put a, a phone number on social. He's like, "This is my number. You know, I won't give it out. Text me. We'll have a chat." And then, like Activision, you know, something coming before. You know, so- sorry, uh, something something coming with this. What was it called? Summerfest. Mm. And but but before that, like a couple of hours before, Tony Hawk just starts texting people. <laughs> then like, "Hey man, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two remakes coming. Get hyped." <laughs> like dude yeah. but the thing that's made this so great so this is not just like the HD refreshes that we saw in the past like they've already done a Tony Hawk HD remaster on PS3 right okay cool 
fuck it, whatever. This is it. 4K. Presumably higher frame rate. God, then better be. And on top online of that... Online multiplayer. Online multiplayer. And on top of that, we are getting old skateboarders back remember my comment last week about no one gives a fuck about new skateboarders right now mm. but we in, the, in that trailer it's like here's tony hawk here's chad musket like they name like i you could see them and i'm like i'm having nostalgia you're about to kickflip me in my nostalgia <laughs> yeah. this is amazing like i was i'm so excited just by watching all of this and then on the back end of it they're like including songs from like the soundtrack so we got Papa Roach you know uh, uh, Goldfinger like uh, Power Man 5000 like Rage Against the Machine all the really big songs that are coming out like the based in those ga- in those games are coming back and like that's no cheap feat here like they've actually put money into this yeah. like they're like we're getting the like we're getting licensing we're getting songs we're getting you the skaters that you want um the and they've actually implemented a lot of the stuff from future games into one and two because like in the trailer we see reverts we see flatland tricks we see manuals which didn't exist in number one Mm. so uh, additionally you know we were discussing last week like will this break these these levels probably but i don't care i fucking want to play it so damn bad well you don't have to wait long no don't have to wait long at all uh in the chat uh, I saw the Jack Black Zilla, video. You see the Jack Black video? No, but he did an entire video with um, with Tony Hawk. Mm. Uh, Cass also adds, hopefully you can play as Boba Fett again. He was a hidden character in the rest. Uh, unlikely, EA, Activision, all, ga- all gaming rights are over there. Uh, and Neversoft were doing a bunch of games back then. I believe Activision also had some licensing back then. Mm. Not happening. You're, you're not going to get Spider-Man again like we did back in the day. Not happening. Wolverine. Wolverine, Darth Maul, <laughs> not happening. Iron Man, that role in it. God, <clears throat> I'm so fucking excited. Are you excited? Yeah, of course. Funnily enough, and there's a bit in the quick bits that relates to uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, so I'll leave that. Uh, Capcom to release multiple major games. Sounds good. Capcom is com- has been going from strength to strength across the PlayStation 4 generation, boasting record sales with Monster Hunter World and revitalizing the Resident Evil franchise with Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 2 Remake. It's a feel-good story, and it doesn't look like the Japanese publisher has any plans to stop. Revealed in its new financial re- financial results, Capcom aims to release a number of major games before 31st of March 2021. In total, the company plans to release 13 SKUs. This doesn't mean it will release 13 games in total, but rather 13 different versions of its upcoming titles. For example, Resident Evil 3 had three SKUs, the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC version. Resident Evil 8 is wildly rumored to be Capcom's next big game in the pipeline, and due to the assumption that it will be a cross-gen title, this will most likely cover five of the SKUs. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. That leaves us with five other SKUs to work with, which could mean that Capcom has another big cross-gen game lined up for the near future. What could it be? Well, the Japanese publisher classes its major games as something that's at least as big as Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Its recent Nintendo Switch ports of Devil May Cry did not count. The speculated Resident Evil 4 remake is also not coming this fiscal year, so that is another game to rule out. Mm. I don't know what it could be unless they do maybe another Marvel versus Capcom. Well, and there being five of them, it's 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 either there's one next gen game and one and one. No, it can't be. No, it wouldn't. It would have to be it, one. It would have for to everything. be one over five because it's like 
which is what which is why i'm leaning towards like another marvel versus capcom or, or you know something like that yeah. capcom versus snk because it's got to be at least three so it's gonna be pc you know that that pc and consoles yeah the like console thing yeah okay cool. cool fun thing though which i know which i i didn't notice at the time but i didn't really put two and two together so this week someone made the actually finally pointed out they're like hey you know how like nemesis infects those people and gives them those weird head thingies yeah you get from resident evil 4 i was like oh it is from resident evil 4 sweet because obviously we, we, we haven't played we neither of you neither you or i played three on the ps1 crap so we didn't know the difference but like when i was playing resident evil 3 remake and they get infected I'm like man it looks exactly like resident evil 4 Mm. And they did because it's on purpose because they're intentionally tying it in. I think there was confirmation this week. They're like, "Oh no, no, we're tying this into four, so that way whenever they do that, this part's not announced. But whenever they do that remake to four, there is that connecting thread between yeah. all these remakes, which I really like." In other news, Iron Man's back. It is. The pandemic couldn't keep Tony Stark contained for too long as Sony's attached a 3rd of July release date to PlayStation VR exclusive Marvel's Iron Man VR. The title was originally due out this week, but was pushed back due to the ongoing pandemic. The company is now confident it can achieve a successful launch. The date sandwiches the virtual reality adaptation between two big PS4 exclusives, The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. It's going to make for a massive winter for us ahead of PlayStation 5's launch later this year cool, cool. I'm super stoked that it's coming out now and not in like September yeah so it's it's, uh, it, it sucks it, that it's 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 literally like a week between Last of Us and Ghosts it's probably gonna get overshadowed a lot it's jarring that like because it got delayed the same time as The Last of Us so it's, it's it is a bit odd that it took so long for them to give a new date. Yeah. All right, whatever. I'm probably going to play it. I am going to play it. I'm definitely going to play it. Oh, yeah. Quick biddies. Predator Hunting Grounds brings back Arnie's Dutch in new DLC. Fuck it, I installed it already. Who cares? Star Wars Episode One Racer has been delayed. No! <laughs> Indefinitely, too! <laughs> yeah. uh, you give me Tony Hawk, but you take away my racer! Skate 4 trends on Twitter after Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 reveal. It's been 10 years <laughs> since the release of Skate 3, and nothing. Instead, I'll be playing Skater XL. Uh, Fortnite has been announced as a PlayStation 5 launch game and will move to Unreal Engine 5. Who fucking cares? It's free. <laughs> PS4 console sales surpass 110 million with 41.5 million PlayStation Plus subscribers. That's a lot of consoles. It's a lot of consoles. Uh, Bethesda also released a new roadmap of Fallout 76, which is currently free to play this weekend. Yeah. I got a message from uh, old host of the show, Josh, actually. I think he's playing it again. He's like, dude, the NPCs really changed the game. I'm like, oh. Yeah, they still lose shit. <laughs> but anyways, that's enough of what that's. Let's get into this, uh, the section where we chat to the players. That is you. Today, we are chatting about the state of play. That is the ghost of Tsushima. As I, that's right. As I said at the start of the show, show Tsushima, not Tsushima, Tsushima. So we've been saying it wrong this whole time. Who do you keep frantically messaging over there? Oh, my wife. My kid's having a rough time. Damn. No. Hence the I'm going a little bit quicker than I usually do. Yeah. Stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we so we got 18 minutes of Tsushima. 
They, they went through a bunch of different gameplay, combat, some customization, some different cinematic modes, photo mode, a bunch of cool things got announced this week. Do you want to do a quick run through it, Max, so then we can just start free chatting about it? Yeah. Or do you want to just start free chatting about it? I mean, it? we can just start free chatting Let's about free it. chat about it. So <clears> what <throat> they do is, yeah, so they, they demonstrate uh, Jin and his uh, combat style between him being uh, the samurai during the day, yeah, ghost so, by night. Mm. Uh, we saw... So they, they they're getting around I'll just quickly run through it so they how they, they showed how they've gone around the waypoint system using like the wind and birds and animals as sort of like hints to give you compass uh, assistance uh, we saw a cinematic like a, 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 a samurai mode which will create the black and white scale uh, game with a aspect ratio and wind and rain to sort of make it really look like a samurai film photo mode looks incredibly large and adaptive uh, they've got customization the bum hole um yeah what what's the vibes you got from this um so i i literally just watched it as we start as just before we started recording this um i'm super keen i've been super keen on this game for a while sucker punch have i'm always i've always been a fan mm. um samurai after coming off neo 2 still keen to explore more in that genre uh the the open worldness the graphics of it it looks immaculate i'm gonna enjoy exploring uh we covered a couple of weeks ago that there was going to be no waypoints uh the fact that they've showed us their their way around that of you can still put a way mark on the map and you know you can follow the wind see where the wind takes you so to speak um yeah that's that's great that's so cool. <laughs> uh it looks uh all the all the animation looks really tight in the combat uh, I'm after seeing this. I'm 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 definitely sold. I'm super keen. I I'm I'm at it from a different place. Um, thematically, I couldn't care at all. Yeah, I can't care. Like I samurai feudal Japan, any of those sort of things just don't do it for me at all. Like not even not even slightly. Mm. However. The gameplay of this has my attention. Like, I'm like, okay, I like where this is going. So, I'm, I'm going to, probably going to enjoy playing it. Uh, and I know that I'll probably, I'll probably end up enjoying it. Mm. But it's it's that thing of, like, I can't get around this whole samurai katana-y thing. Like, I guess, it's, like once again, the, the bias in there for me probably stems from, like, because I, I have uh, 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 an issue with that whole sort of neck beady <laughs> anime like big hard-ons for japanese culture stuff yeah. and like i get i think that sort of ruins well, this for me personally well see it's interesting because because we watched it together i i straight away made the comparison to oh it looks like it's gonna play like an assassin's creed which game. has me excited so like there's a lot of influences here and and i i don't think it's not a bad thing because you know we are the sum of our influences mm. like we as people everything that we create this show is the sum of our influence or my influences and then you've jumped on which is fantastic being influenced being influenced <laughs> jump on in you know what I mean so like I have no issue like when you see that like okay this is very Assassin's Creedy, where you know how your your yep. stealth thing even something how even how your enemies the enemies detecting you cool no problem with that at all. It has this sort of grandiose uh, scale and, and, and foliage of like your horizon, um, which is cool. And then on top of that, you're, you're seeing a lot of beats, very like very much like The Witcher. So the, the Witcher had this rule that 
uh, CD Projekt Red wanted something exciting to happen every 30 seconds. Hmm. So there's always something pulling you. And then like we saw that here. So when uh, Jin, the main character, when, when he is riding from the front to where he gets to at the end of the trailer, in, in the in, in that section, he sees birds, he sees smoke signals in the distance, he sees a man being attacked by a bear or some shit. Like there's a bunch of different things to capture your attention along the way. So there's not going to be these empty, uh, big, vast, empty areas, right? Um, I've heard the comparison of, of Breath of the Wild as well. That I don't agree with. Mostly because I think that similarity just comes from the sweeping shot at the op- the beginning of Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild. And that sweeping shot isn't like, yes, that that, that shot has become iconic. You know, a sweeping shot into a giant vista. Um, aside from that, I'm not seeing the connection yeah. personally. Um, but in terms of its, cinema, of its angling, like I really I like the cinematic tone that it's going for. So when you are riding to a destination, you are not riding dead center. You are riding slightly, le- you know, off 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 center to an angle, mm-hmm. like like how a, a, a camera would track a horse yeah. rider. Very minor touch, but I love it a lot. Um, the subtlety of the waypoint system, I think, is awesome. We know the idea of yeah, following birds, following the wind. There's all these little little things that are really cool because we had a discussion around there not being a waypoint system but he, you know, like how that's i felt that was a problem but here they've rectified it just yeah. by de- just by showing it yeah. like if they told me it's like you just followed the wind and the, i'm like that sounds dumb <laughs> just see where the wind takes you and then i said because yeah that sounded like pr garbage and here i'm like uh, i get it i get <laughs> it's it a bit on the nose but <laughs> on the nose but i get it um yeah and like there's there's enough customization to probably make the character how you you want to see Jin be done which is cool um uh, yeah visually it looked pretty sick pretty sick the only thing that really when we go uh, was like the tail of the horse i don't mm. like it, it looked fine but i was like okay my eyes were drawn straight to it which probably isn't a good thing <laughs> yeah um or it says a lot about me i don't know but uh yeah in terms of, uh, of uh, like what, what was anything else sort of stood out to you not really you covered it all pretty well um you know they just went into a little bit deeper where uh you know in the combat it's like you, you don't always have to straight up face someone you know you've got your firecrackers you're, you're whistling you can uh kind of work the ai to your advantage so you can always get get your sneak on if that's if that's how you want to play you don't have to face every to like tackle everything one thing i did notice uh in terms of the of the combat which i liked is that there's demonstration that the there because it's a fucking sword mm. so you know it's not you're not hitting someone 15 times to take him out it's two it's like a single shot if not two maybe three mm. so and then we're also seeing severed hands we're seeing impeccable blood spray oh yeah like when that when they get cut and it, it arcs like not it, even it just shoots. that just at the end when he flicks the sword to, to, to clean it off before he mm. I appreciate not the whole because I hate that shit so lame um, <laughs> but yeah so that yeah, just in terms of the arc of that spray and you can see that it's you know multiple it's mm. multiple directions like every a couple different slashes and it still does that big spray arc as it would yeah. rather than spray and then just spraying on the ground or out the back or there seems to be a little bit of care into following mm. the physics of that which minor touch but I imagine as there's a lot of sword combat it makes sense to me yeah um, but you know like is it overall I'm pretty excited I'm pretty interested in this game I'm excited because I just want to play a new game yeah but is thematically it doesn't land for me at all see thematically it lands perfectly for me I'm yeah. super keen 
But yeah, nothing against Sucker Punch. I just don't like samurais and shit. Mm. Yeah, I, that's fair enough. Once again, I'm sure that's I said that. I'm sure that, I know that that's my own bias on uh, on on that culture, not not Japanese culture, but like the the white guy love of Japanese yeah. culture. Yeah. Because I do think they hundred percent ruin it for everybody else. Because like this game, there'll be a lot of fedoras with like come in their cargo pants right now. <laughs> like you know, it's, they're going to be big fans of this game because mm. they're going to live out a bunch of fantasies. Um, oh, but the real question is Max because they demonstrated the um, the uh, the English voice acting and oh, the I'm, Japanese I'm, voice. I'm, How are you going to be playing Jap- it? Japanese voice acting with subtitles? Obviously, yeah. yeah. Okay, probably English. I'm lazy. I, I, I can't even I there's can't, nothing more jarring than having yeah. I'm not even gonna get on the sub versus dub argument you know why because I don't fucking care <laughs> I'm gonna play in English because I know English that's really almost do, racist do of you, me do you though? no I don't know Those, that sentence was pretty poor but let us know what you think of, of Ghost of Tsushima that's why I gotta say it correctly now we've been corrected it's Tsushima there's comments below Facebook Discord all those places but that game is coming out Yonks way Max I'm wrapping this bad boy up because I know you, you, you're, yeah, I've got a, I've you've got been a requested off. yeah soon yeah, no I'll worries so I'll quickly smash for the drop Ghost to Tsushima is coming out in like two months man that's so long away let's take a look at what games that are coming out this week and it's actually we got coming to the players so this is the drop from the US PlayStation blog so some dates will change for us Aussies some games may be already out some may not come out for quite some time so new games for May 19th for the week of May 19th 2020 we have a fold apart PS4 digital concept destruction PS4 digital dungeon of the endless PS4 digital fault milestone one PS4 digital out May 22nd flux terrier PS4 digital Golf with your friends, PS4 Digital. Read that boy out. We have friends. Uh, why have friends if not to play golf with your friends? Nothing is out of bounds as you take on nine courses filled with fast-paced, exciting, simultaneous mini golf for up to twelve players. Apparently, this is apparently golf with friends is dope. I own it. Is it dope? Yeah, it's pretty good. Sweet. <laughs> uh, Gone PS4 Digital. Uh, Gunman Clive HD Collection PS4 Digital out May twenty second. Man Eater, PS4 Digital Retail, out May 22nd. Experience the ultimate power fantasy as the apex predator of the seas, a terrifying shark. Man Eater is a single-player open-world action RPG, or shark PG, (laughs) where you are the shark. Devour nutrients to grow and evolve far beyond that which nature intended. Become a massive shark, an apex predator of legends, to get revenge on the cruel fishermen that dismembered you. Eat, explore, evolve. So I've reached out for a code for this <laughs> through a different through one of the the key yep. uh, websites. I'll see how this goes because it sounds awesome. It sounds like Shark Simulator, the game. I'm like totally in. A friend of the show, Tom Heath, would be frothing at this. <laughs> he has such a hard on for sharks. Uh, Mextermination Force, PS4 Digital out May 22nd. Monstrum, PS4 Digital, May 22nd. Saints Row the Third Remastered, PS4 Digital and Did Retail, that or May is that the 22nd. One? I have no idea. Uh, Superhero X, PS4 Digital out May 18th. Trailmakers, PS4 Digital out May 21st. And The Wonderful 101 Remastered, PS4 Digital. Read that out for me. I've been hearing about this. I don't know what it is. A team of heroes from around the world must unite to protect the Earth from vicious alien invaders. This band of 100 wonderful ones work together using their fantastic abilities to create a variety of forms. 
Whether it be a giant fist or a sharp blade, they'll use their wits and power to overcome the enemy's pitfalls and perils. Apparently it's really good. Yeah, this was pretty cool. Oh, in the place in the PlayStation video section, AE doubles double or nothing next Sunday. Double or nothing. Get hard. And it's probably going to be cheaper on the PlayStation Store. It always is. <laughs> Fuck Fight TV. Buy it on the Player Store. Save yourself for like 15 bucks. <laughs> for our wrestling fans out there. Yeah, like me. <laughs> now, uh, so Craig, now that like the, 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 you know, we can have a couple people over. Craig's coming around. Dylan's coming around. You can come watch Double or Nothing next time yeah. if you want. Um, should be cool. John Moxley versus Brody Lee. You know, like I think Jericho's in there somewhere and doing a bunch of things. I, like, I'm a bit behind, but I just want to see Mox. I just want to see more. Like the pay per view is always so fucking hard. I just want to talk about wrestling right now. <laughs> it's your turn. It is my turn. That PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to be part of future conversations, head on over to our socials, our Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All the links are in the description below. If you want, you can watch us record the show as it happens. You head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist and watch the show live. So you, can, uh, you know, it's, it's great fun. So a big thank you to like Grayson as an example. That's Grayson with a Q uh, for giving us the follow. And we also were joined by like Zill and Cass and Dave and uh, Jess and Justin and a bunch of awesome people that came and you know, shared their afternoon with us as we recorded this show. Big thank you. And you can do that too. One thing we'd like you to do is share the conversation. Tell your friends, tell your families about this little PlayStation pod. Be on your podcast service of choice. Give it a star rating. Give it a written review. If you watch us on YouTube, be sure to give us, you know, sub- subscriptions and the bells and the thumbs up and all that sort of crap. And comment, man. Comment in the please. Like, the only person that comments most of the time is um, is Trill. And Trill's great. I love chatting to Trill all the time. But I want to hear from you guys as well. Um, and also on Twitter, uh, sorry, on Twitch, we're like 296. We're so close to 300. Come on. Bring us over to 300. You know you want to. Uh, if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popculturist as well as popculturist.com slash shopping. My shirt's not the real sorted shit with our logos on it. Thank you, Max, for joining me once again. No worries. It's good to be back in here. It, it does feel good to be back in here. It does feel mm. different. It's, it's, not, good. it's nice to be lighted properly. <laughs> yeah, there's no aliens in this room, which is really nice. Uh, it's, it's a great time. Anyways... But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan-supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, AJ Abatomi, Damien Holdies, Kyle Dunn, Lee Winterchauvin, Nathan Massetti, Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.